live from beyond the Beltway, this is Bruce Dumont with our weekly analysis of national politics featuring occasional injections of rumor and innuendo, all offered up by our panel of political insiders, pundits, power brokers, public servants, professors, and most importantly, plain-speaking Americans from coast to coast. Tonight, featuring commentary by international consultant and Republican activist Chris Roebling, Judith Sherwin, conservative attorney from Chicago, Illinois Republican talk show host and former lieutenant gubernatorial candidate Stephanie Trussell, and in our second hour, we'll be joined by Mike Miller, retired economist from DePaul University. Uh, hello, everybody. This is Bruce Dumont. Happy Fourth of July to you all. Our program tonight coming to you from our studios in Elk Grove Village. It's the home of WIND AM 560, The Answer. That's the Salem station in the city of Chicago. And again, uh, nice to have you with us. Phone lines are open. We are live. We're not on tape. It is a holiday, but we're live. 1-800-723-8289. 1-800-723-8289. And tonight, for the next couple of hours, we're really going to have basically an all-Republican show. And if you're a Democrat, uh, I promise you, we will soon have an all-Democratic show when we will look at the Democratic presidential uh, uh, nomination. But, of course, there's only uh, three people in that race at the moment. And the Republicans have, uh, they've got a baker's dozen. They've got 13 people uh, running. Uh, This morning, Fox News came out with their latest poll uh, involving these candidates. And this is what Fox News Sunday came up with today. They noted that Donald Trump is now leading in first place, and we'll have that graphic up in just a moment. Uh, Donald Trump has now increased his lead with 56%. Ron DeSantis, the nearest challenger, a long way away at 22%. Vivek Ramaswamy, surprisingly, in third place at 5%, doing very well over former Vice President Mike Pence at 4%. Tim Scott, the senator from South Carolina, at 4%. Nikki Haley, the former governor of South Carolina, only at 3%. And then uh, Chris Christie at 1%. He's got the, he's got the, he's got the big mouth <laughs> in this race, but he's at 1% at the moment. Uh, Larry Elder, who's a talk show host, he is at 1%. And Aza Hutchinson, uh, who is the former governor of Arkansas, also is in that race at just one percent. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to handicap all these candidates this evening. But I want to ask first: Is anybody surprised by the Fox poll? Raise no. your hand if you're surprised no. by the Fox poll. No. No. no, no, nobody is surprised by the Fox poll. No. Okay. Well, well I'm me... surprised Vivek has moved up to third. That's yes. That's, that's yeah. By the way, we should mention. In fact, this is a question that I wanted to ask everybody: Is there anybody on the panel tonight who is associated? with one of the candidates. Please say I. Well, I've traveled with Vivek, but I don't work for him. Or, no. Okay. I've just had the pleasure but, of a couple of Okay, I just want to make yeah. you, you... No, I'm not on his team. And but I'm again, I would say that everyone probably would say that, that Vivek being in third place with only 3%, but five, I mean, he's been out there five, doing quite a bit you of... You said 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. 5%. Right. 5%. I'm sorry. No problem. So anyway, uh, anyway, let's let's now go back to the bigger broader question that we're going to discuss this evening is I want you, now that we know that there's no ringers on the discussion this evening, I want to go through and I want to have a real clear discussion of the various candidates. We're going to put up all their faces again. 
We're then going to go look at individually. The field that you have before you, if you're watching us on television and certainly on radio, uh, you can certainly imagine who these names are. Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Chris, Chris, Chris Christie, Chris Christie, <laughs> uh, the former Vice President Mike Pence, uh, Haley, um, Governor Haley of South Carolina, Governor Scott of South Carolina, Vivek Ramaswamy, who we just mentioned, and in our second line, we have Aza Hutchinson, we have talk show host Larry Elder, we have former Congressman Will Hurd, we have Congressman or, or businessman Perry Johnson, we have the mayor of Miami, uh, Francis Suarez, and we have Doug Burgum, who is the governor of North Carolina. Now, first Who's of all, North Dakota? North Dakota. Okay. I want to say one, one, one clarifying That's point. That's a lot. <laughs> North somewhere. It yeah. used to be every presidential year, yes. the Democrats would be bragging about the diversity yes. of their field, yes. and yes. they would be pointing to the lily white Republicans. Yes. And in right. this field, as we look at this field, there are three African Americans, right. two Indians, one woman. I mean, uh, I mean a couple of more. Hispanic... Hispanic... Well, right. You've yeah. got, you've got a couple of Italians in there. I mean, you, you have. It's the, the it's a melange. Right. A melange. Right. Is this good? It's a I melting mean, is, pot. Yes. What do you what do you think? What does anybody think of it? No, I, look, I think it's terrific. And, and I think it's been true for a long time. Okay, sorry. How's that? Is that better? Keep going. Uh, I think that uh, it's great. I mean, first of all, in 2016, it was like that. You had women. You had, you had, um, you, you know, you didn't have a bunch of lily white candidates on the, on the uh, Republican side. And it's even more so now. And, and uh, there's some very good candidates in that group. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I think some of them are running for the vice presidential slot, mm -hmm. to be perfectly honest. I'd love to see Vivek in that kind of a slot. I think he's terrific. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I mean, the idea that any of them are going to take over Donald Trump's slot is, is kind of... I, I, I just don't... We got to get past We got to get past Trump. Trump's a disaster. Okay. I'm so sick and tired of Trump. Right. And we've all been carrying Trump's baggage for the last, I don't know, five, six years. Mm -hmm. To me, Trump lost me on the 6th of January. Um, the fact that he wasn't on TV saying to his people, stop, 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 turn around, you know, don't touch anybody. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. Look, he didn't. He should have been he on did. the air. He could have been on the air. I was sitting there watching this in real time. It didn't happen. And, and I just, I'm not going to be quiet about Trump's grotesque behavior in any one of a number of areas. I'm just sick and tired of the guy. Okay. I, okay. Well, you know, and, and it's exciting to have someone here that's not on the Trump train. This is great, a little diversity. But, you know, we're of a very diverse party, and we don't like to talk about that. And I think we should be talking about the fact that we've got everybody um, represented. But more importantly, we're all Americans. But I'm concerned about when you said there's some people running to be vice president, and you said Vivek. I get that a lot. If you're in a small room with Vivek Ramaswamy, this guy wants to be president. President. I've had a chance to talk to him. I've watched him work with his team. He is very motivated. He's not trying to be on the cabinet. He but, wants to save the no, but, country. But, but a good way for a young man to be president is to be a running mate That's true. who right. then emerges right. as president right. someday right. in the future. Right. Well, I'm Because whoever, whoever the front runner picks as their running right. mate, especially if it's Donald Trump, 
that person is who Donald Trump thinks should lead the party for the next eight years. That's big... I, unless you're Mike Pence, who was chosen. <laughs> unless by... you're right. Yeah. So and, and as we all know, he was told to do that by the by the uh, Koch brothers. But um, so I, I want to say I think some of the guys are running for bigger speaker fees. Uh, but I think they're all very interesting, except I don't know except what Chris Christie. Why? Why would a governor of North Dakota th who <laughs> nobody has ever heard of outside of Pierre, North Dakota or Pierre or whatever they call it? I mean, that's crazy. Uh, then there's another guy out there, Asa Hutchinson. I, I mean, I, there was one once upon a time, 23 years ago, he was an interesting young congressperson. Yes. But that all faded away and he became an establishmentarian. So I don't I don't really know what he's doing. But I, I Elder's great. Nikki Haley is very well, we, interesting. We're, we're going to give you an opportunity. Don't, okay. don't, 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 uh, don't hold your good stuff on the line in segment number one, because what I've done, and we're going to see them when we come back. I've, I've, I've created categories for these thirteen, and we're going to go through those categories with response from everybody, including Chris Robley, when we come back. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening, and they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. One in three adults has prediabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has prediabetes, with early diagnosis, prediabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has prediabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> 
Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm gonna take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Bruce Dumont back in Chicago, rainy Chicago. Today was going to be the big day in Chicago history when we had our first NASCAR race. <laughs> <laughs> and it got rained out. So now they're going to find out whether I guess they can uh, run it tomorrow. Uh, and that just, it, it, it just... I mean, what about the hotel rooms? I mean, the people that have spent lots of money to go to this thing. It's like they're going to three hundred bucks minimum to go. Yeah. Oh, to go was like two sixty nine. Are you serious? Oh, well, two sixty nine sounds a lot like three hundred. Right. Round up. But what I was saying is now, but now I mean, all the hotels are sold out. But now, what about for? You know, tomorrow night or tomorrow during the day. I wonder whether these hotels yeah. have been sold out. Probably not because it is the Fourth of July. Right. But yeah. they're probably going to charge most people another three or four hundred dollars sure. for a hotel. Wow. Yeah. So uh, again, the little guy, as as usually the case when they have these big events, the little guy isn't likely to get very close uh, to the uh, to the race. Uh, speaking of the little guys, we have little guys, we have big guys running for president of the United States, and I'm going to be more uh, more than interested in hearing from those out in radio, TV land tonight. 1-800-723-8029. If you have an axe to grind about a candidate, that's okay. If you want to puff them up, that's okay as well. But we would like to hear from you because 13, uh, the, the, the big, I guess the next deciding factor for a lot of people is going to come on April 23rd when uh, Fox News is going to gather all August. 13 of them, allegedly. August 23rd. August yeah, 23rd. Yeah, right. Well, not Trump. What not did I Trump. say, April? You said April. Okay. <laughs> No. Not Trump. No, not Trump. He wants to throw his August, own event April, that they day. They both start with A. Right. Close yeah. enough. Yeah, you're forgiven. <laughs> but they're going to they're going to gather if they all have reached one percent in three national polls, mm -hmm. and if all of them have raised at least forty or have forty thousand. You need moo. Uh oh. You don't like that idea. Moo. I'm mooing because it's a cattle call. Oh okay. Oh okay. I think they should do like six and six or five, five and five or something yeah, like that. I mean, 13 people. I, I used to be a radio talk show host. And I, I know. you remember BEZ, we would have nine people on to talk about school reform. Oh, my God. And it was a, it was yeah. horrible. It's, yeah. a, it's a horrible assignment for anybody. Yeah, and I, I last time they, they did something They, they like did that, terrible jobs. Terrible. They're, they're terrible. Yeah. It's great. Terrible. Moo. That's my, my mooing. Moo. No, well, but Trump. Two, but two then, how do you figure out? Crazy. I mean, how do you figure out? Well, here, let, let me offer a uh, suggestion. Beyond the Beltway. Yeah, they should come on here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Every one one of them. I don't think they all fit in here, though. <laughs> one at a time. On on one point, <laughs> if you if you put them into some sort of categories, categories, you you by doing that, you're you're discriminating against some people. Right. Absolutely. I yeah. I don't. But now, just a moment. Mm -hmm. Having said that. I'm going to now discriminate against some people okay. because I'm going to I'm going to lay out my uh, my lists and I listen to my lists and then we're going to come back and we'll go through them and everybody can weigh in on them. Okay. But at the moment, uh, given my experience of, of having done this for a long, long time, six decades, my view right at this moment in time, uh, there are two front runners. There really is only one front runner. 
and that's Donald Trump, who's now way ahead. But the media and the fact that he is getting the most exposure, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, I think I would put him up there as the principal challenger to Donald Trump. Now, the next category we go is to, we're going to go right through the categories, Fritz. The next category are the long shots. The long shots, I think, are... (laughs) Okay. Listen to this. All right. Got to listen. Okay. Governor Haley, former Vice President Pence, and Senator Scott. All long shots. Then, the next group, these are the big mouths. These are the chief critics. Chris Christie, who really does have a bona fide big mouth, and Asa Hutchinson, who has been the first candidate to actually speak out and, and denounce Donald <laughs> Trump uh, in the wake of the, uh, the, the, the trial in, in New York. Then from there, you have the candidate who's running hard. He's running, I think, the hardest, and that's Vivek Ramaswamy. He is from someone who normally the media would totally ignore. He has been able to be on all the major interview shows, including this one, I might add. But he's been on Meet the Press. He's been all over the place. And he does. He has good crowds. Mm-hmm. And he's also the one that has said that he wants all other Republican candidates to say that they would pardon Donald Trump. And he has a pledge that he wants people to sign. So in my view, he's standing out by some things that he has to say. Uh, he also wants to put... Uh, armed, you know, troops on the border, which I think may be unconstitutional. But he's saying things that I think are waking people up. He is also in his 30s. He would be the youngest. He's the youngest man in the race. And again, he is a self-made uh, American Indian. He's worth 630 million. Well, he came from his family. Came from India, right? Right. And but well, yeah, he's simply he reminds me of Darren Bailey. He's simply out hustling the competition. He's okay. done over seventy two. I okay. Events. I would. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say that he's just like Darren Bailey. I mean, but, I mean, when it comes yeah, to okay. no, when it comes to your his work ethics, he oh, is. Yeah. No, there's no place he won't he, go. He's everywhere. He's right. a hard worker. Mm-hmm. Now, next on my list, we have those who are purely on ego trips. <laughs> Yay! They are. Uh-oh. They are not necessarily in alphabetical order. Francis Suarez, the mayor of Miami, right out. Talk show host Larry Elder, who put up a good race when he ran for California. Right. But the guy's a talk show host. He is no likely to be. He is. He's not more likely to be the president of the United States than I am. Well, you never know. Uh, Doug Burgum, who was from the governor of North Dakota, Will Hurd who decided to step down as being a member of Congress. He also was one of the African-Americans running in the race, the third African-American running in the race. And then Perry Johnson, who's the Michigan uh, political fixture, who's a businessman who has, again, zero chance. Now, I, I don't I, on this list, I wouldn't even put those people as possibly even vice presidential candidates. But now we're going to go back. Now that you've heard my list, okay, I'm going to have okay. you go back and weigh in. First of all, on the field of let's let's start with the uh, with front runners. We have the front runners, and uh, they are Donald Trump and uh, Governor DeSantis. I'm going to start with you, Stephanie. Uh, give us your you know gut reaction to those. 
I wish the top of the ticket would be better examples of sticking to the issues and stop with this petty fighting. It's really bad between Trump saying that DeSantis wasn't a good governor. He left New York to move to Florida because he was a great governor. And then DeSantis... And he endorsed, and he endorsed him to run for governor. Exactly. And then DeSantis packed... They, they actually used AI to have an image of Trump embracing uh, Fauci, which is so petty and so small. And let's talk about the major issues. It just it just looks bad. Judith Sherman. So, yeah, I mean, I wish they weren't fighting with each other in public like this. Mm-hmm. However, this is, you know, the the saying in Chicago, politics ain't beanbag. Mm-hmm. All right. So, you know, you've got DeSantis who wouldn't be anywhere without Trump, who who turns around immediately and decides, well, yeah, I guess I'm going to run for president. And, uh, you know, he could he could be a great vice presidential candidate and he may end up being that at some point. But but and he may end up being a presidential candidate, but not now. I don't think I, I really do believe this. I don't think that there is anybody else in the Republican Party who can stand up to what we're getting from the Democrats, who can stand up what happens from the media and who can get through this this crucible. There is nobody but Donald Trump. You would never have had the days you had Thursday and Friday yeah. with any For other sure. Republican president ever. Chris Roebling, your response on, on, on my <clears throat> listing of the front runners. Well, I think you're right. And I think that DeSantis is uh, finding out that it's tough to run for president, even if you've been governor of a mega state, which he has been very effectively and extraordinarily successfully on a political basis, given the results of last fall's elections. So I think DeSantis has got a lot to talk about. I also uh, decry the pettiness and the back and forth. That's what you get with Trump. DeSantis should be doing better. He shouldn't get into that. He ought to be talking issues. He ought to be talking results in Florida and 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 uh, scaling those to the entire country. So um, as far as Trump is concerned, you know, I think that he was a um, galvanizing force in a way. I was never crazy about him running, but I was never a never-Trumper. And now I've turned, and I, I just think that anybody... Uh, with his background, should not be president. So, I'm, it, although he has had some good policy successes, and I agree with Judith, he he fearlessly uh, confronted the Democrats and the media, and we need that. I think that DeSantis has fearlessly confronted Democrats in the media down in Florida, and whenever the national media has gone down there to trash the guy. So, I think that DeSantis is well uh, established as a political force in his own right. Let's move on to the long shots. The long shots, uh, as you may recall from my uh, graphic and my comments earlier, uh, they are Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, and Senator Scott. Uh, I'm going to start with Judy on, Judy on this. You've got a, you've got a minute, and then we're going to okay. Carry I, it over. I mean, I really like Tim Scott a lot. I like everything Why? I hear from him. Well, I think he's a very practical guy. He's got a great story to tell. He came from nothing. He he put himself into the situation he's in right now. I do think he's running for vice president in many ways, um, and, and 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 there's nothing wrong with that. But I do think he's he's a terrific candidate, and mm-hmm. he speaks well. He's he's very articulate. I've I've never actually heard anything come out of Tim Scott's mouth that I thought was well I really didn't like that mm-hmm. never heard anything like that so I like him a lot. Okay. Um, the when other we, people 
not particularly excited we, about. We've got to we've got to we've got to pause. One eight hundred seven two three eighty twenty nine. We'll hear from Stephanie and uh, Chris Roebling uh, on the other side of this break. One eight hundred seven two three eighty twenty nine. We are handicapping the thirteen Republicans who want to be president of the United States and get that GOP nomination. And we have something very unique tonight. We have three guests in studio like the old days nice to have them all <laughs> close by where i can reach out and touch them back shortly uh, goodbye bench press adios squat rack fare thee well kettlebell hey kellen need a spot no, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org.
Bruce Dumont back on Beyond the Beltway, 1-800-723-8289. And we're going to let each of our guests uh, take a moment to introduce themselves uh, briefly right now. We're going to start with Chris Roebling. Uh, for those that have maybe missed Chris in his first 20-plus years as a guest on this show, give everybody a little back. <laughs> 20? Over 20. Oh, my you're, Lord. You're, I think you're close 85. to 30. 1985 okay. is yeah. when I started. 95, okay. well, 15. Well, By the way, 30, give, give I've been 38, 38 years. years. I have, eight, I have wow. a son born in 85. That's 38 years. I've been years. on this yeah. show. Wow. And it's, Do you get like it's a gold better watch every time. By the way, we are starting, uh, we, tonight we are starting our 44th year. Anniversary oh. was last week, so we're getting into the 44th year. But tell everybody about your background. Well, I did a lot of different stuff. Like I was on radio at WBEZ, which is where we met, and... Uh, was executive director of the Cook County Republican Party a thousand years ago. We were writing you dinosaurs. Were a you at the were time. a regular guest on Inside Politics. Inside the Politics, show. the precursor. And that's how you became a talk show host. And that is how I became. I was a good guest, and then I yes. was a good uh, fill in host, and then I became a host. Sort of like Jeannie Ives. <laughs> yes. Right. I actually we'll was, start here in a couple of weeks. I started, I was on with Jeannie and you the first time that she was ever on the program. Uh -huh. And I remember coaching her beforehand. She was nervous as hell. And God love her. And I hope she has a big success with and her new show. Also, like Tom Roser. Roser was fantastic. I you, and you, you Dan Proft. Yeah, well, Proft. Uh, and Charlie Kirk. I'm just naming all the people, all of the people who started on this show. Exactly. Well, Rahm Emanuel. Rahm Emanuel. Uh, you Although he wasn't a talk show host. <laughs> no, he did not become He skipped that <laughs> we part. We wish he had become a talk show host instead of me. <laughs> That's enough but about were, me. <laughs> but you were also, as, as a Republican, you were the executive director of the Chicago Cook County Republicans. The Cook County Republican Party. I was okay. a Kemp Republican. Wow. I was back during the Reagan years. I was on Capitol Hill working for members of Congress and okay. things like that. Stephanie Hitt, for those... Stephanie Trussell. Trussell. But I was in the contest. I know Stephanie Hitt Stephanie very well. Yeah, she and I were both in the radio contest that I won. I'm showing my age That's here, okay. Yeah. I love her. She's great. In 2012, I was just this housewife driving around in my minivan. I won the WLS Next Talk Star contest, giving me one show. And I parlayed that into seven years on my favorite station, biggest station at the time. It was very exciting. And um, U of I came in and bought out Saturday, so I got fired. And, uh, and lo and behold, a couple of years later, I had the pleasure of being the Republican candidate with Darren Bailey. Got to travel to this wonderful state and fall in love with Lieutenant Governor. Lieutenant Governor, I'm sorry. Yeah, with Darren Bailey was the governor candidate, and I was the lieutenant governor candidate. So I'm just so excited to be here, an opportunity to talk about what's going to happen in this next election, as we always say, it's the most important election of our lifetime, but it's, you know, here in Illinois. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. Judy Sherwin. So I am not a talk show what? host, nor have up I here, ever been a talk show host. <laughs> right. However, I am not now. And, and, <laughs> it's not too late. Now, nor have I ever been. It's never too late. <laughs> but Bruce gave me an opportunity back in 2018 to come on the show, and I've been coming here there ever since. Uh, I'm an attorney in Chicago. I'm also an adjunct professor at Loyola University Law School, where I teach courses in constitutional law, business law, and ethics, and... Um, Happy to be here talking about what I think is perhaps 
the most important <laughs> election this of one really is, is, is for real though this, this one, time for yeah. real i hear that every four years yeah. <laughs> yeah by the way we before we get back uh, to our discussion i want to take just a moment of personal privilege here because uh chicago and the world of radio oh, lost yes. uh, a hall of famer dick biondi mm -hmm. oh, who yeah. was a great yeah. rock and roll disc jockey for wls in chicago he passed away at age uh, 90 uh, last week and again uh uh, if you grew up in the Midwest uh, and you were of my generation, you grew up uh, with uh, with Dick Biondi, who was the voice of WLS Radio, which was one of the rock the rock of Chicago when rock and roll was early and young. And Dick Biondi came in from Buffalo, New York, and he was young and brash. And uh, again, he became a legend uh, in the world of radio. Certainly owned this town for many many years, and he passed away uh, this past week. So we say uh, farewell to him, and also uh, condolences to his wife and to his family. Now back to our discussion. We were talking about long shots. Judy Sherwin gave her thoughts on uh, our long shots, and we're going to put those names up again in case you forgot them. They were the governor, uh, former governor of uh, South Carolina, Nikki Haley, and the vice president of the United States, and Tim Scott. So we go to you, Stephanie I know Russell. I was surprised because Nikki was one of the first people to get in the race. And it yep. seems like after she announced, it was just kind of she plateaued. It was nothing else going on. The three of them, I'm surprised, haven't done a lot, made a big splash. I don't know. It's just been they both they all have good, good name recognition. And I'm really surprised that Mike Pence is not higher up. Like, I'm surprised he's not third just because he was vice president. So, right. you know. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, you, you didn't reference Tim Scott. Oh, I'm sorry, Tim Scott. You oh, are African-American, for those listening around the country on radio. Mm -hmm. Tim Scott, obviously, is African-American. Does an African-American have a real opportunity, a real shot at being president of the United States, coming out of a Republican primary? Of course, by all means. I was a big Ben Carson guy, Dr. Carson guy, and I just remember how he filled stadiums and just being there in Arizona mm -hmm. when he filled the Phoenix um, Convention Center. And I was thinking, wow, isn't this America? Yes, we have a, a chance for, for, for the first time to actually have a descendant of enslaved Americans because Obama is not a descendant of enslaved Americans. So this mm -hmm. would be very exciting. He has every chance, just like everyone else, if he's willing to put in the work, for sure. Chris Roebling, let's give your assessment of uh, this field. We're going to put them up again for those that just tuned in. Well, I think Senator Scott is a very appealing candidate, and I think he makes a hell of a lot of sense whenever he's speaking publicly, and I uh, I look forward to seeing his support grow. Uh, I like uh, Mike Pence a lot. Mike Pence was a terrific governor over in Indiana. He was a terrific member of the House. I think that he was a very good uh, vice president. Um, I think that he's probably saddled with a sense of uh, establishmentarianism, but I think that he knows enough about how government works to get a lot of important conservative policies enacted. He also has got a tremendous number of devoted movement conservatives behind him from his days in the House leading the study committee uh, and the conference so that he has got personnel, which is a, a big problem that, that Trump never really got on top of. Finally, uh, Nikki Haley, I just I have enormous respect for her. Sometimes she comes up with crazy uh, policy formulations that I don't understand, but I have a lot of respect for her gumption, and uh, I think that she would make a great candidate for president or for vice president, or she'd make a great secretary of state. I think she's got a lot of uh, talent to serve the nation. Mm -hmm. 
You referenced, uh, as an aside, in the first part of our program, uh, how Mike Pence got put on the Trump ticket. Elaborate on that, if you will. Well, I think there was a moment there in, um, oh, it was around this weekend. It was the 4th of July weekend that I got a phone call, and so that, you know, well before it was announced publicly that years Trump... Years ago. No. Uh, several, several eight years, years ago. ago. Yeah, eight, eight years ago, ago yeah. this weekend. Yeah. Uh, and I, that, that uh, Trump had had a meeting with the Koch brothers, and that they, they said uh, he wanted them to put in money to the campaign for, through various legal means, and... And they said, really, how much money have you put into the campaign? Mm -hmm. And they said, uh, you know, Don, we know a lot about your background, and we want somebody in there that we know and that we can trust, that we, who's going to really carry through on all the policies, if you want our support. Mm -hmm. And that's how it happened. And they suggested Mike Pence? Or Mike Pence? I don't think they suggested him. Oh, they insisted? They insist. Well, they insist. Yeah. Well, I got a phone. I received a phone call. I, I, I don't know. I mean, I got a phone. You received call. a phone. Oh, just Ooh. you received a phone call. You yeah. mentioned that story to me. Yeah. I put it on the air. Yeah. And obviously, that's what happened. But but Mike Pence's name had not been floated in any significant way as a running mate. I, I'm uh, telling you, that. Pence has got a following. I mean, and I'm not sure, I'm not seeing it in the polls right yeah, now. Yeah, like, so where but, is it? Yeah, so, exactly. I mean, I'm not seeing it in the polls right now, but now. I mean, Pence was an extraordinarily effective member of Congress. He was a terrific governor of Indiana. And, you know, I don't think he's, um, I think he's a... a, a and he a, went to you, and he went to Ukraine. He's yeah, the he, first he's, yeah, he wanted to go to the Ukraine, Ukraine. And, and I think that that's, that's important. And he looks like a president. He, he, he looks very presidential. And he was a radio talk show host. I know that. Well, well, that's, <laughs> yeah, then he's a shoe right? Since we're kidding around about that tonight. <laughs> right. uh, Stephanie could be running for president well, next geez, time. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> what? I'm still recovering from 102 counties of Illinois. Okay. So <laughs> pump the brakes. Right. Fair enough. Let's go to the next category, which are the uh, chief critics. And the chief critics, for those that uh, don't remember, uh, Chris Christie is one. And uh, Asa Hutchinson has made some critical comments about Donald Trump. We're talking about chief critics of Donald Trump. And uh, let's talk about the ability of either of them. We're going to start with you, Chris. Uh, either one of them um, being able to knock off Donald Trump. Zero chance of either of those guys knocking off Donald Trump. Christie is really a joke at this point. And Asa Hutchinson, I just, uh, you know, he was he was a he was an intriguing member of the U.S. House. His brother was a member of the House at the same time, if you mm -hmm. recall. Yes, it was like uh, you know two two Hutchinsons, and um, he went off to um, Arkansas to be governor. I, I, and there really was a news blackout about Asa Hutchinson. Who ever heard anything about what he was doing down there as governor? What is what does he point to? What's he running on? I don't know. But he was the head of the DEA for a while. I'm so happy to hear that. I remember now that you say it. I think I, you know. Appointed by I believe uh, appointed by Clinton. I believe. Is that right? Wow. Is that right? Okay. Or was it Obama? I don't know. He was the head of the DEA. Okay. That's a big deal. Okay. Your your comments on the on the critics. Well. Well, uh, Christie has one goal, and that's to throw mud at Trump. I don't think he even has a platform. He, I don't, somebody's paying him to get in to make Trump look bad, and he's doing a good job at, of that. But nobody's really listening to him. No one's taking him serious. No way. The national media is. 
Well, they because they despise Trump, right? The people that hate Trump, right? The Trump derangement. Well, he's also. the MSNBC Republican candidate, That's exactly. Right. <laughs> but also, mm-hmm. he is he is the one that is not only going after Trump. He he has gone after DeSantis, and he will continue to go after DeSantis. Oh, back shortly from Chicago. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. If you talk and they will hear you. We all want our kids to grow up safe and healthy. So we show them how. And we tell them with honest conversations that let them know what we expect. Not just one time, but every chance we get. That's especially important when it comes to alcohol and other drugs. Kids not only need to know the dangers and how to avoid them, they need to hear it often from you. And when it comes to pain medications, opioids, They need to know that they should never be taken without a prescription and never shared with friends or family. It's dangerous and illegal. So talk with your kids and guide them through the challenges of growing up safe and healthy. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources at aarp.org caregiving. A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. <laughs> Roostermont back, 4th of July weekend. Hope you're enjoying that 4th of July weekend, and hopefully you have uh, 
tomorrow off, so you've got the full four, three or four days off. Uh, we have been talking about the field of presidential candidates running for the Republican nomination, and uh, I've divided them into categories, and the category that we were dealing with, uh, chief critics, and uh, Judy Sherwin, you have not weighed in on uh, on them. And first of all, I want to ask you a question about Christie. Okay. Um, if his, what is his goal? God only knows. I certainly don't. I mean, look, if if you recall, and I think it was in 2012, Christie was a big deal. Christie yes. was going to be the yep. nominee. Mm-hmm. He was, everybody was, oh, he's so tough. And he, I mean, he was like the precursor to Trump, right? Yes. He had the biggest mouth on the Republican side. He said all these nasty things. And he got up at the Republican convention and gave the worst speech I think I've ever heard in my life. Put everybody to sleep, and that was the end of Chris Christie. And pretty much has been the end of him ever since. And then we had the bridge. We had all kinds of other things. But, you know, he's his own worst enemy, really, much worse than Trump. This guy is a catastrophe. And, and he's angry at Trump. He's obviously very angry with him because he was on the transition team. I think he expected to be the attorney general or something like that. And but when, when he, he wasn't, that but, was it. You but know? when he says, when he says that the second act or the second presidency of Donald Trump is going to be about retribution, Donald Trump will have no other election that he ever has to worry about. And he says it's going to be at retribution against those who are on his enemies list. Do you not believe at least a portion of that? I, be no, honest I, now. You're you're it, the you're the big Trumpster at the table tonight. I uh, understand. Would you that. acknowledge that? I I understand. There will be some of that. Yes, there will be. But you know what? He had an opportunity when he got into office in 2016. They wanted him to go after Hillary, and and he could have. Yes, he could have. And he said, "I'm not doing that." All right. Now it's four years later. They've beaten the living hell out of him. He's gotten indicted. He's got this nonsense going on, you know, in New York and Miami. It's probably a lot. I mean, I look at him now and I listen to him talk. There's an edge to him that there wasn't there before. So, yeah, there may be some retribution. But it's not going to be all about retribution. Asa Hutchinson. Asa Hutchinson. I, you know, barely knew who he I mean, I kind of knew the name. I forgot that he was, I think, the head of the DEA. I don't, you know, every time he opens his mouth, it just seems to be he's the gadfly running around for for people like uh, Rick Wilson going, oh, I hate Trump. You know, it's it's ridiculous. He doesn't really have anything yeah, to say. Yeah, but he was the first one to criticize Trump. He, he was he was, he, he, he was weeks before yeah, but you know uh, what? Chris Christie. You can't, our entire country is, is, in remarkable trouble because everybody wants to run around and criticize Trump. I'd like to hear some. Not everybody. Not everybody. Uh, not no, everybody I'm, in that Republican field. No, not everybody. Mike Pence is. Mike Pence backed away from him today. Yeah, he he did a great what, job of doing when that he was today. on the television mm-hmm. today. Yeah. He had a perfect opportunity mm-hmm. to take a swipe. They kept pushing him. No, he doesn't. He doesn't, and and that's true. But no, I'm Hutchinson. I'm not sure what he's doing either. Okay. But he's going nowhere. We could, put it, nowhere. We, could, we, could, we could put him on the ego trip as well. Absolutely. But I want, to go, I want to go to our next category because we've, we've sort of discussed this already, and that's uh, the running hard. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, you have mentioned that uh, you are uh, uh, at least partially involved with the campaign. Right. Uh, Chris Roebling to you and Judy on, on uh, Vivek. 
I'm very impressed by him. I'm, I'm very impressed by Vivek uh, on, on policy, on presentation. Uh, I think he's young. He has no political base. But can he establish one in time for some wins in the primaries? I don't know, but he's a very appealing, interesting guy, and he's going to go someplace. Judith. Okay, so I agree with all of that, except, you know, he's got more of a base than I think you, you think he does. And there are a lot of people in this country who are very concerned about the corporate fascist sort of conglomeration of government. That, and he's talking about that. Every time he talks about that, he speaks to me. He speaks to a lot of people who are very concerned about what's going on here. It's the thing that's got Bobby Kennedy you know, 20-some percent on mm -hmm. the Democrat side and, and, and a lot and of Republicans people. looking yeah. at this. That's a very dangerous situation in this country, mm -hmm. and people need to start paying attention. I want to go so to... So I like Vivek. And young people love him. It. And just really quick, it's right. Vivek. It rhymes with Kate. Just, Vivek. I know it looks Vivek. like... Oh, really? Yeah, okay. rhymes Vivek. with Kate. Vivek. Vivek. Ramaswamy rhymes with... Ramaswamy. He's sounding an alarm about what's going on yes. in this country, and people need to pay attention. And yeah. we'll right? see if he gets... If he, we'll see if he also if he gets... Young people. Well, yeah, that's young people. Uh, we've them. got just right. a few minutes left. I want to go but to our, our last category, and these are the uh, these ego are the guys trip? on the ego trip. Okay, <laughs> just to repeat for those that just tuned in and are listening on radio, it's Francis Forres, the mayor of Miami. It's talk show host Larry Elder. It's Doug Burgum, who is the governor of North Dakota. It's uh, representative, former representative Heard of Texas, and it's Perry Johnson, who's a businessman. We got a minute to deal with this. Is there anyone that disagrees with me that all these people are on ego trips? Speak now or forever hold your peace. I agree with you. I agree yeah, with you, I, too. It's hard, okay. to, it's hard to disagree with you. Yeah, yeah Larry Elder should have just decided to run for governor instead of just in the runoff. He should have just started all over and did a solid run for governor of California this time. Right. I don't understand. I because, he be, because he became a serious right. candidate in such a short period of time. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, to throw his hat into the race. I don't get it. Right. Be no, begging I think for money. He, maybe he's just trying to keep his name out there and, and he will run for governor. I mean, he he oh. took a, a candidacy that I thought was going nowhere, and he really made something. Yeah, out but of again, it. it sort of embarrasses you know when you then you know decide to run for president. By the way, what? all these uh, these these candidates, uh, I, I wonder how many of them are going to be on the August twenty third. Uh, you know, ballot Probably because not. I don't think they're all going to be at one percent, and I doubt they whether Doug Burgum is going to be. Well, this at business about having forty thousand separate donors—that's a lot. That's that a, a lot. lot. Yeah, and that's I, why I don't see that. That's why Nikki Haley's been begging me for a dollar donation. <laughs> yeah. you get those yeah. texts too. I thought yeah. I was special. Only about five times a day. <laughs> yeah. that's and then I yeah. get two from her husband. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> In oh hour number goodness. one, we have been joined by Judith Sherwin. We have been joined by Stephanie Trussell. And we've been joined by Chris Roeming. They are all great. They're in studio. They'll be back to continue their 4th of July celebration. And we'll be joined by Mike Miller, retired economist from DePaul University from Bellingham, Washington. I'm Bruce Dumont. Thanks for joining us tonight. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. 
Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Ah. Goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine, vinegar, and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zinc and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Is that a faucet running? That's not a faucet. That's a river rushing through the forest. Forest rivers provide over 100 million people with clean water to drink. What? I can't hear you because of the vacuum. That's not a vacuum. That's the trees in the forest cleaning up the air we breathe. I didn't know the trees were so amazing. Yep, and the forest gives us shade, trees to climb. That's awesome. Let's go explore some more. Visit the forest today and enjoy all it does just for you. To learn more about the forest and find one near you, go to discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service and the Ad Council. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control, and priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping, because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. You're on the radio. Hey, you're on the radio. <laughs> I had a gig here. I used to, it was Tom Serafin and I used to do election nights here. A thousand years ago. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Nice Joining us now, this is our number two of the On the Beltway. Uh, we were, uh, we digress a little bit because Chris was saying things he didn't know he was on the radio, but you were on the radio. By the way, I want to mention again that uh, tonight is special in that we have three guests in the studio, which we used to have four guests right. until we, uh, you know, got kicked out of the broadcast museum. Uh, but this is the first time we've had three guests in this studio, uh, both on radio and TV, and it's working very well. And uh, we had another guest who's an old friend of this program, Mike Miller, joins us uh, from Bellingham, Washington. Mike, nice to have you with us. And Mike, last Friday, retired. He is now a retired man. How do, you like, how do you like it so far, Mike? How did the first weekend go? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, two days. I, and two it's days. been great. Um, it's been great. And I have 
Bruce, I, since we spoke last, uh, I have 76 more days of retirement, and then I've actually taken a one-year position at a local university to teach macro. Okay, so, good uh, for you. I'll still be Professor Emeritus at DePaul, but I also will be earning a few extra bucks on the side. Can you tell us? Truly love. Can you tell us that uh, organization now, or do you want to do it on your next visit? It's it's Western Washington University in Bellingham. Okay. And it is a uh, a liberal stronghold, Uh, so it's going to be interesting to uh, to be there. Uh, Very good. Well, I wish I wish you well. I wish you well. Thank you. And again, uh, Mike joins the conversation, and Mike is with us on the first Sunday of every month to talk about uh, the latest economic news, and we're going to get to that in just a moment. But uh, Mike also has identified himself as a, as a Republican. And, uh, uh, Mike, I want to begin just by uh, letting you chime in on what we talked about in hour number one, and then I'm going to sort of expand the conversation and, and certainly want you to participate in that above and beyond your economic uh, prowess. Sure. But uh, as you look at that Republican field of 13 people uh is there someone that uh stands out to you that you like you know uh chris uh chris and i often would sit together in this particular lunch we used to go to together a political junkie lunch and uh <laughs> chris spoke uh, it, i heard the whole hour for what it's worth i was on uh, listening on youtube before Good. i came on uh chris spoke um, almost he could have taken the words directly out of my mind and into his mouth um, I, you know, that I, I did not support Trump in 16. Uh, I did support Trump in 20 because I think Biden was so bad. Uh, I have, uh, washed myself of Trump now and, and mine was a little different. I know Chris said it was January 6th to me is when he said, well, even if we have to suspend the constitution for me to become president, the yeah. moment he said that you don't even, to me, you just don't kid about the, the constitution. And uh, so I said, I'm, I'm done with him as much as I like many of his policies. So who do you like? Um, yeah. I, I really like Vivek uh, Ramaswamy. Um, I wish I could somehow get many of his ideas, his articulate understanding of the issues and, and of philosophy and, and so forth into the minds of some of the other candidates. Uh, I like Tim Scott a lot. Uh, you had mentioned him last time, and I said, oh, I have to look up Tim Scott and see. Almost, as to take Chris's word, almost every word that comes out of his mouth, I like. I like the way he says it. I like what he's focused upon. I could vote for Scott. I could vote for Pence. Um, I could vote for Ramaswamy, any one of those three, without a problem at all. I want to ask you the question, everybody the question. And I asked this question about Tim Scott uh, in a Republican primary field, do you believe that Vivek Ramaswamy is a serious candidate that people will consider and has a real opportunity amongst those that make up the population of the Republican Party? Yes. Uh, I, I, I do not think he is going to win, but I think he has a serious mind. I, I think he is the kind of of candidate that I just love. He he talks about philosophy. I, I often thought that so much the, the Republicans that so many uh, uh, in the black community and so many Hispanics and so forth are truly conservative in their thinking, but the Republicans never touch on those things about uh, hard work and all the things that, uh, you know, the, the, the Constitution and, and uh, all equal before the law and the things that Vivek, Vivek is talking about. And I just wish I could. I don't think he's going to win, but but would I vote for him in spite of that? Absolutely, I would. Chris Roebling. Well, I, I think he's a very uh, interesting candidate. I, I, you know, I, 
I said he doesn't have a political base. What I mean by that is he wasn't governor or senator someplace. Right. But he's from Ohio. Uh, what? He's from Cincinnati. He's originally, yeah, yeah. That's in Ohio. Like I say, he has no political base. But but he is a fascinating individual, and he's very articulate. And I think that Vivek, if I'm getting that right, uh, will add a lot to this uh, to this debate coming up. Judith. Yeah, I, I think he's a serious candidate, and, and I think that um, the issues that he raises are very important to people who are voting in the Republican primary. That said, um, I think that uh, he will not be able to, to overcome Trump. I don't think anybody's going to overcome Trump. Um, I think that he would be an amazing addition to a Republican government that would come with a new Republican president. I think he's really, he, he raises issues that are very important, you know, aside from all the, the noise and the garbage that we hear all the time, this stuff about the corporations and how they're controlling everybody and they're controlling the boardrooms and, and they're making all these things happen that should not be happening, this kind of fascist uh, conglomeration which has hit us, uh, that's very important he needs to keep talking about that. Uh, he's the intellectual version of that. It's very important, and could it he, needs to be raised with could, people. Could he be, Stephanie, could he be someone that Donald Trump would pick out of the blue to be a running mate, assuming that Donald Trump continues to be the front runner and wins the nomination? I mean, whoever Donald Trump picks is a person that th he thinks is going to lead the Republican Party for the next eight years, and it's going to be a heartbeat away. Well, so, um, I mean, yeah. is it, does does Vivek have that opportunity? Yes, and unlike a lot of people, he doesn't throw mud at Trump. He loves to say he's America right. First 2.0. I mean, yes. he's critical when he needs to be. Right. And so I could see Trump totally taking him under his wing. And what he does, he's appealing to young people. I don't know any other candidate that can fill a room like he does. I was at CPAC, and that room was, I think security was going to shut us down. Young people are inspired by him. He's the American dream. His family came here with nothing, and look what he achieved. Mm -hmm. He's just, he's lighting a fire under people that normally don't pay attention, especially the really young people. Mm -hmm. right. I would agree with that. Yeah. Absolutely, every word. Yeah, well, absolutely again, I, I saw a little bit of that, you know, when he was a guest on this program a few weeks back, uh, and we hope to have him back again. But, again, I had a, had a chance to go out and uh, see him in action on the south side of Chicago and uh, was impressed with what I saw. And, we, you know, we did a little uh, brief uh, Yeah, you know, no other candidate came to Chicago. You yeah. know, he saw a 1,000 people in the gym talking about illegals coming to their community, and he immediately said, let's yeah. go to Chicago. He'll yeah. go wherever there's a problem. Yeah, he and did a similar about... thing, I think, in was it Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah, he went to Pennsylvania yeah. as well. Mm -hmm. He'll go anywhere, and that's what's so exciting. He's fearless, and he's saying things that we want people to say. He's leaning into our platform. He's not running away from it. He's pro-life. He's Hindu. Mm -hmm. He's unapologetically pro-life. And those are the kind of things that we need to stick with in our is platform. Is he raising money or because he's so wealthy is is he not asking for it? He's more concerned about those unique donors. He's telling everybody, just send me a dollar yep. and he's happy. You're going right. to do that. We've got to pause. 1-800-723-8029. When we come back, the future of the Republican Party as a foreign policy party. Is it going to be a party that is a globalist party or is it going to be a party of isolation that discussion coming back on beyond the beltway oh, goodbye bench press adios squat rack fare thee well kettlebell 
Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top-10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. I'll be here to hear what's on your mind. Kids want to share what's going on in their lives with the adults around them. Parents, grandparents, teachers, coaches, and more. They want to know you're listening. And they want to listen to you. They want your input and guidance early and often on all kinds of topics. When it comes to a serious subject like underage drinking, they want to know your expectations, as well as how and why, as a young person, they should avoid alcohol. How you talk about it will change as your child grows, but the important thing is to talk about it. Not just once for an hour when you think the time is right, but in 60 one-minute conversations and more that are part of your everyday talks. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. Rustamont back on Beyond the Beltway. Uh, Vice President Mike Pence uh, visited uh, Ukraine over the uh, last couple of days, and he came back and uh, was on television today, and when asked about uh, the trip, I think that he articulated uh, the, the old Republican globalist position on U.S. involvement in, in foreign wars, and specifically in this war, and yet you have a growing number of people within the Republican Party who seem to be more isolationist. Uh, their, their chief articulator has been uh, uh, Tucker Carlson, but others have uh, ushered in a similar conversation. And I'm wondering, and I'm going to start with you, Chris, because you have spent a lot of time on the international level. Uh, where do you come down on the debate within the party? Because this, this is an issue that really could split the party apart, 
but I'm wondering realistically, do you think it will? And uh, where do you see the uh, the sides uh, uh, gearing up right now? Well, isolation is not a possibility. It's not it's not an option. And I think that uh, Tucker and for his part Trump were making a a, a distinct point, and that was about armed conflict and what's going to work and what isn't. Uh, I think that the United States uh, more than ever has to be extremely involved in the world. I go to places like, for instance, Sri Lanka, where the Chinese for 10 or 15 years had almost free reign of the place. And um, it's it's quite sobering to see what happened. Or I, I've been to East Africa and you see what the Chinese have been doing down there. I don't think that we want to emulate the Chinese, but I do think that the West such as there still exists a West, because God knows the left is doing everything it can to subvert the West. But uh, Mm -hmm. to the extent there still is a West, we really have to engage with the global South. We've got to engage with people everywhere about all topics of of interest to them, not not just the usual rehashed, you know, WHO knows better than everybody else, and global warming is a threat to everybody's lives, because we know how false all of those uh, nostrums are. But um, basically development and increasing standards of living and increasing respect for the rule of law. And that starts here with folks like in the Democratic Party actually learning how to respect the rule of law again, which they've lo- forgotten. Mike Miller, what, uh, where do you come down on the, the globalists versus the isolationists? Well, I'm going to um, work off of what Chris was saying. I agree with much of what he said. But I think in many people's minds, it's a military question. So from the perception of should we try to sell what we do as an economy and and be willing to interact with other countries and so forth, uh, not withdraw from our allies, of course we should do that. But should we be involved in a a war, for example, with lots and lots of money, or I I hope God know, uh, in terms of military with something like Ukraine? I have been against the Ukrainian war from the beginning in the sense that this is not our war, this is Europe's war. Now, we should be willing to help them the way we are. I'm pleased that Mr. Biden has not uh, brought troops into to, to do more, but I think there's a trigger there that could, that could be pulled that unfortunately will get us much more involved in something which I don't think is our battle. I really don't. But should we be you know, involved in South America and Africa, should we tell them, you know, work with us. We're the, we have the better system. We are the ones who will draw you out of poverty, but not enslave you. Uh, yeah, we should be doing that, but we should not be coming involved in wars unless we are directly affected by that. Judith Sherwin, your response. Yeah, I mean, I coming off of what Chris said, you know, it's not a question of isolationism versus globalism. We we need to be involved in the world. I don't think I don't think Trump says we don't have to be involved in the world. It's important to be involved in the world, but we don't have to go to war with everybody. It's it, this this uh, I agree with with Mike about the war in Ukraine. This is the wrong war for us to be this involved in. I don't think we should be. Um, you know, Putin is a bad man. Zelensky is not an angel. All right. And and he's not a Democrat. He's putting his opposition in jail, you know, and for people to the Democrats, our Democrats to be running around going, oh, we are preserving our democracy by helping his democracy. He's not a Democrat. He's not preserving democracy. He doesn't care about that at all. 
So I think um, it's really, we shouldn't be involved in these wars. There are a lot of things we can do. We had four years under somebody who was supposed to start World War III where we didn't start any wars and we ended a few of them. So I think there are ways for us to be in the world, and I think the Republican Party needs to needs to look at that kind of foreign policy that existed when Trump was president. You know, Trump's the only guy who can stand there and say, I did this. He's not standing there and saying, I'm going to do this. He did it. All right. Stephanie had your response. Yes. I am so excited to agree with Mike. I thought I was the only, only one that would be so direct to say that I'm I'm against it. Here we are concerned. We should be concerned. We we can't operate with our head in the sand. We're not turtles, and we have to be concerned about conflicts like this around the world. But we have an open border. We have fentanyl coming over. 100,000 Americans, over 100,000 Americans are dying of fentanyl overdose every year. I'm concerned about that. I'm, I keep thinking when I see people with the Ukrainian flag in their yard, I keep thinking the, the little kids in Chicago need a flag, and maybe people will care more about them right. and they're, them getting shot, them not being educated. There's so many issues. We need to encourage Europe and those countries a lot closer to get more involved than, than what we've been. We simply can't afford it. And I can't believe this war has been going on so long. I don't know how much longer it's going to go. And and has Putin not really used the big guns yet? I don't know what's going to happen. We should care. We should be concerned and, and offer assistance. But we have a lot of problems at home that we need to be Should we have a discussion of it then during, during the primary season? Should, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, hopefully they discuss this on August 23rd in the Fox debate. I, I, I think this was a big, strong point for Trump. I think that Trump had a very enlightened foreign policy. Uh, and you knew how enlightened it was because the foreign policy establishment despised him so. Uh, and, and, and look at look at the results. I mean, you've got Germany increasing its defense spend. You've got the UK increasing its defense spend. Yeah, um, you've got North Korea getting less and less integrated in the international system. He had vast success in the Middle East. It was almost transformative. And then that was subverted by the uh, Biden administration, purely out of spite, purely out of spite. Um, Trump had remained in Mexico. Uh, there, there was a lot. Uh, Trump, Trump accomplished more internationally in his one term than many presidents have done in two terms. And I, I give him full credit for that. Uh, it doesn't make me want him to be president again. I think that DeSantis and others, Nikki Haley and even Tim Scott. I think there are a lot of guys in there. Pence, certainly. They know a lot about the international situation. But we've got to be involved. We've got to be very, very involved because we need a West that one of one of Trump's fundamental insights was that if we didn't have a counterbalance to China, that the tripartite relationship between China, Russia and the United States could tip Right. And and, and for this, has. he was excoriated by the press. Yeah, and it has. It has. Look it at has. where we yes. are right yeah. now. Yeah. I want to take a call. Let's yep. go to uh, line three. Ben is listening to us in El Paso, Texas on KTSM. Go ahead, Ben. Yeah. Has anybody uh, heard about the uh, senators, uh, Lindsey Graham and Richard Blumenthal, <laughs> that introduced a re resolution to respond to the Russian Federation? Uh, saying that if um, something happens to that nuclear facility in um, Ukraine, that's going to be uh, uh, initiating uh, Article 5 of NATO, oh. make it to where we have yeah, to go to war. Well, they can't. They I can't. mean, we're talking, we're talking about we'll be in nuclear war with Russia at that point. Well, I, 
I don't know about Richard Blumenthal. Has anybody heard of that? Oh, no, I, I have not heard of that. I haven't. I, I don't trust Richard Blumenthal well, as far as I can tell. But, it, it, but they uh, introduced it on June twenty second. Okay. No, he's right. They did. They, they did. did. Go ahead, yeah. Judith. No, they did. They introduced that resolution. It it came and went. There was some other nonsense going on in the world, so nobody oh, paid any God. attention to it. This is a very important problem. You know, Putin's got a bunch of nuclear weapons. He can start using them. Mm-hmm. And and with this kind of provocation and you know provocative talk, I don't know what Lindsey Graham thinks he's doing half the time. Quite frankly, he got booed mercilessly (laughs) yesterday in South Carolina. I mean, but this is bizarre. It's like he's never seen a war he didn't like. This a nuclear war? You want to talk about climate change? You want to talk about destroying the world? Let's have a nuclear war. This is completely crazy. All right. And we have to step back from this brink. We really do. That's that's all I can say about that. Is that going to is this going to be a Republican Democrat? argument then what? is one party going to be you know pro the war democrats, the other one against war but they're not the republican party is not against the war you get people like right. Lindsey graham right you know all these people there are a number of people in the republican party who are every bit as war hawk okay as yeah. as richard Mike, as Mike the democrats yeah. i mean it's it's bizarre and i've never Mike seen Pence, anything right. like this and and mike Pence too so i i don't understand it this war in ukraine is is a terrible danger it it in some ways reminds me of of the kind of nonsense yeah. that was going on before world war one De- right These people De- are sleepwalking De- into in, a world war in, in, Dem- democrat support for the war is based in their awareness of biden's failure on the international stage with russia okay so so in How my about china in my humble opinion yeah well it, it, Biden, I think, is pretty clearly owned by China. Yes, and so so you've sure. got you've got a situation where they are supporting the war as a palliate or as a as a uh, antidote to the fact that they've supported Biden, who has been so incredibly feckless mm-hmm. uh, in international relations. I mean, look at Iran, Disaster. look yeah. at all of the crazy Everything. things that they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Well, Afghanistan right. withdrawal. Right. Right. I mean, please. Mm-hmm. When we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about. Well, actually, we're going to talk about the big decisions last week out of the Supreme Court and uh, the political implications of that and whether or not it exercises uh, and uh, gets a lot of young people out to, to vote that normally wouldn't vote. And how would they vote if they came out? I'm Bruce Dumont. Back shortly from Chicago. Thanks for joining us on this 4th of July. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. Let's be honest. The National Symphony may not be in his future, but he wanted to try violin. So you said yes because you love him. And if you love him that much, love him enough to make sure he's buckled up and in the back seat. Find out more about keeping your kids safe in your vehicle at NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Show them you love them. Keep them safe. Visit NHTSA.gov slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Matthew. Huh? 
sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. It's a bully, but we aren't afraid of a fight. It's elusive, but our focus never fades. It's deadly, but we were born to defeat cancer. You may not have heard of us, but our work has helped millions impacted by cancer. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. We are leaders in advancing breakthroughs in immunotherapy, genomics, and personalized medicine. This research saves lives. After 65 years of fighting blood cancers, we've arrived at a game-changing belief. The cures for cancer are in our blood. The drugs and treatments we've developed for blood cancers have helped people affected by many different types of cancers. We are the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Beating cancer is in our blood. Learn more at LLS.org. But he made a great choice for Lieutenant Governor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Forgive it. Okay. We are having a great time here. We're talking on the air, and even when we're not on the air, we're talking on the air. Uh, let's go back to uh, phone calls, and then we're going to go to Mike uh, Miller to give us kind of an update on uh, some of the financial stories of this past uh, month. Let's go way out also to Washington, Spokane, Washington. Joy is a regular listener to this program. Joy, go ahead. It's always nice to hear from you. Well, thank you. Um, so I was the one who raised about um, young people. I'm a young 67 years old. Okay. And, um, and so I look at my son, his fiance, I look at others who have for on the, you know, for, for years and mm -hmm. their whole lives, they've had rights to abortion, they've had affirmative action. They have my son has a boss's boss who just transitioned. Um, they have LGBTQ um, friends, and there's a, a lot of these rights look like they have now been changed. Um, and just quick to what worries me the most right now about the Republican position is this desire not just to make government smaller, but just to attack the government in general. And I think one of the most important things we need to do is make government attractive for young, smart people, because that's who we're going to need to step into these positions. And I think the, I think the Republicans are really hurting our country by bad-mouthing every government agency and every worker. And it just 
I think it will be the, to the Well, it's pretty, um, um, let me just interject for a moment. And again, we, we can talk about the demographics of uh, the decision and how they might be affected. But it seems to me that the Democratic Party has a very difficult time now energizing young people when they've got an 80-plus-year-old president. And, uh, you know, even Robert Kennedy is like, you know, 70 years old. So the, the, the young, the young Turks, I'm obviously, crazy. <laughs> well, that, that's your opinion. I, I don't happen to agree with that, uh, that he's crazy, but, uh, you know, you can, you can have, you can have anyway. that feeling. I mean, the media identifies him as sort of somewhat uh, crazy, but I don't disagree with that or agree with that. But again, I, I want to talk about your question, but also kind of broaden it out and talk about whether or not, and this is what you may be getting to, is the recent Supreme Court decisions. Do the recent Supreme Court decisions, do they have an impact on voters? And if they do, which voters do they have an impact on? Stephanie, let me start with you. That's such a great question. It's so exciting that every June, last June, and then um, this June, we as conservatives had something to celebrate. And it does fire up the, the people across the aisle. They just feel this, this when that was, when it was announced on Thursday and Friday, they're just, they've lost their minds. They're screaming. They can't believe it. And it's just so unfortunate. And, um, but I think it's firing us up as well. Love or hate Trump. Thank God he got three uh, Supreme Court uh, opportunities to appoint three people who have consistently delivered. Whoever would have thought Roe v. Wade would be sent back to the state. How exciting. And so I think it's going to fire us up as well. But we just have to be more vocal and get out there and get out the vote. And, and because they, they are they are saying this is it. Oh, my goodness. We have to, you know, everything is changing. The world's coming to an end. Judith. Yeah, I you know, um I thought the decisions on Thursday and Friday were momentous. They are very important. Affirmative action has just not worked, right? You know, when, going all the way back to, to uh, the Bakke decision, which I think was in 1984, they knew this was unconstitutional, but they basically said, you know what, we're going to give this a try. We need to do something. We need to, we need to make the colleges more diverse they weren't using that word then but we need to broaden the horizons and the abilities for level minority. the decision is my question though. does this decision exercise democrats and does it exercise the african-american community who who in most cases may be very upset about that not in all cases but i mean do they get energized do they turn out in larger numbers because of this decision, I, I don't think I, I, don't, know, I, I can see how young people might be turned out if they if they were thinking that the government was going to erase their debt. I mean, they, they got to be pretty PO. Well, well, I mean, yeah. Well, the, you know, the, the yeah. you know, our educational system hasn't done a very good job in in teaching our young people that the president is not a king and he can't erase your debt. Even Nancy Pelosi said the president cannot erase your debt and then right. he went and he said oh i'm gonna do it well you know you can't do it and so there's not much of a surprise and the people who were dumb enough and i do mean dumb enough to go and vote for biden because they thought he was going to put twenty thousand dollars in their pocket i mean they got what they deserve now is that going to make them go run out and vote for biden again i don't know i mean you know fool me once Shame on, on you. Fool me twice. But really well, quick, I, this is I a chance for the Republican Party to 
educate the p- voters and said this mm-hmm. affirmative action helped white women more than it helped anyone. Absolutely. So we need to educate them that it wasn't about black people. Get, you know, this is something they're losing. No, white women are the ones that. That's Mike, exactly. I want to go to go. Mike Miller for his reaction to this and then uh, yeah. uh, we'll hear from. Chris. Yeah, two things, uh, Bruce. We're only talking about uh, a policy that affects a small percentage of higher education where they have uh, where they, their acceptance rate is very, very low. Uh, these would be the elite schools. But your average university, DePaul, Western Washington, and so forth, they're not affected by this at all. Second thing, oh, poll not, after poll has think. showed, when people ask the question, should race be a determining factor in who is admitted to college? A vast majority of Americans, white, black, conservative, liberal, say the answer is no. And of course, we've we've had California and so forth. It, there is a vocal minority that is screaming so loudly. I just wish they would listen to Thomas Sowell, mm-hmm. which fo- he focuses upon the mismatch problem that occurs when you get into allow- allowing people to go to colleges they cannot handle. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Thomas Sowell, look it up. It, it's a brilliant, uh, of course, economic because the man is brilliant. Uh, an economist view of of, uh, of a mistake in public policy. Just yeah, very, you know, very, very quickly, I, these, I, these, these uh, decisions by the Supreme Court and what was being said about um, Vivek or Vivek, Vivek. whatever. <laughs> anyway, Vivek. You know, if the party does not address cultural issues sincerely mm-hmm. and comprehensively, yep. if it does not have something to say about why affirmative action has always been wrong and why we're blessed by this decision, or why the president can't do things that are not authorized by Congress, for instance. Um, if if Republicans cannot stand up for these and, and developments, that, right? then we are going to fail with not just young people, but middle-aged people and with old people, and, we, yeah. and we'll deserve to fail. Right. It will deserve to fail. But the news, media, the news media is always going to fan the position that somehow... Some people got but, screwed. But, but we know that. We know that and we need to act accordingly. Right. And we need exactly. we have the best Definitely. platform and we need to articulate that. Our platform is phenomenal, but it's the best kept secret. We're always so afraid. Our consultants tell us not to lean into our platform, to try to be softer, be more like Democrats. And we need to be out there right. educating voters, right. saying this is who we are. We have, we're the party that freed the slaves. We're the party that's all about civil rights. And, and we talk about uh, those governors hosing kids down. Those were Democrats' governors, and we need I to mean, tell them that. Know, there would be no Civil Rights Act in this country if it weren't for Republicans. Yes, and 160 years ago today, on the second day of Gettysburg, the Democrats were already Mm -hmm. organized to defeat Lincoln and to sue for peace with the Confederacy. Mm -hmm. That's right. The Democrats in the North, 160 years ago today, this very day, were were plotting to sue for peace with the Confederacy so that they could continue to have slavery. No. Right. That's what the Democrats were doing, the Northern Democrats. That's, that's right. their history. About, I mean, the entire South was for slavery. Right. Or, almost the entire South was for slavery. But the Northern Democrats were univocal in their support for slavery and their determination to pull the rug out from under Lincoln and, at that, that point, General Meade. That's absolutely And true. who took and away the 40 acres and the mule? Judith, mm-hmm. Judith, go ahead. go ahead. All right. I mean, you know, the decision talked about, uh, well, the 14th Amendment was only for, for the black community. That's not true. <laughs> oh Before, at the end of the war, it was, it, and the, it was the Republicans who did it. 
if the 14th Amendment was used to help the newly freed slaves and they used the 14th Amendment as a vehicle to do that, but that did not mean that the 14th Amendment only applied to the newly freed slaves. It applied to everybody. And the affirmative action was wrong. It was wrong from the beginning. The initial decision said it was wrong and said, you know, but we're going to let you do it if you do it this way and you do it that way and you and you make it not such a big deal. Well, you have places be, like Harvard. They will, basically, they had quotas in place. They never yeah. said they did. Well, the Democ- it was very well, the, clear that that's Well, the did. Democrats in the, in the next presidential election and congressional elections coming up uh, next year, Will they use this issue? Will they use the these two Supreme Court decisions? They already got will it have any impact? Why is it that would you agree that the Republican Michael said the Republican Michael said is true? Folks oppose the use of race as a determining factor. So I think Michael has has laid down the market. What about the Democratic Party though? It's up well, to they're, us they're to They're all the, going to get those votes anyway. But nobody's right. talking about the fact they're so upset that black, less blacks are going to get into elite colleges. Let's talk about $29,000 being spent per kid in Chicago public school systems. And they, and they can't, they can't read. even read. Right. They can't they read. They can't write. They can't right. do anything. These, these dropout the, factories. The right. unions are stealing their future. Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. So the, the reality here is instead of worrying about who gets into college, and the and the color of their skin, mm-hmm. they should back up and find out what are we doing K through, with K through twelve elementary yeah. school. Right. Yep. Because if you're if if you get off to a bad start there, you'll and never you will, get to Harvard. You'll right. never get you're never going to make it right. to, into any college. We all agree on that. In fact, we all agree. We all said it at the same time. I'm Bruce Dupont. <laughs> back shortly, we're going to talk about the economy with Mike Miller. Don't go away. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. To protect her home and family in a disaster, Karen was willing to wade through water, mud, and insurance paperwork. Yeah, I can do this. You go, Karen. By simply understanding and updating what her insurance covers and doesn't cover now, she'll be better prepared no matter when disaster strikes. Learn other simple ways to protect your home and family before a natural disaster at ready.gov. That's ready.gov. A message from FEMA and the Ad Council. This is the story of a very special woman. In a matter of seconds, she turned herself into a great mathematician or an entrepreneur. Her knowledge was limitless and still is. She could also make monsters disappear, especially those that lurked in the shadows under the bed. Once, this woman put back together a teenage girl's broken heart, which had been shattered in a thousand pieces just by giving her a bear hug. She masqueraded as a regular person at work, but as a superhero at home. Everyone knows her as Gabriella. I still call her mom. Your hero needs you now, and AARP is here to help. Find the care guides you need to help, complete with tips and resources, at aarp.org caregiving. 
A public service announcement brought to you by AARP and the Ad Council. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for kids, teens, or young adults. It's just not. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals and volatile organic compounds into your body. And nicotine, the same highly addictive substance found in regular cigarettes. Nicotine can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. Affecting learning, memory, attention, and impulse control. And priming the brain for other addictions. Vaping products also come in kid-friendly flavors that can make them appealing to youth. And many kids also use other drugs, like marijuana, in vaping devices. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Because when you talk, they hear you. For more information, visit underagedrinking.samsa.gov. We are back on the 4th of July, celebrating from coast to coast and border to border, and it's nice to have you with us this evening. Mike Miller joins us uh, from Bellingham, Washington, recently retired as an economist, long many years at DePaul University, soon to have a new gig out in uh, western uh, Michigan, uh, western uh, Washington University. And Mike, uh, you are on here the first Sunday of every month to talk about the economy, so uh, we're going to turn it over to you to give us your assessment of uh, what's good, bad, or indifferent about uh, the economic numbers the last 30 days sure the uh, the numbers are are not much better with exception of jobs we the jobs is a is a great part uh, but the one thing is that mr. Biden has come up with something now he calls Bidenomics <laughs> and he is touting that as the, the a dramatic breakthrough and I was stunned by it only in this sense there are two things that the government it, that we could hope for, and that is economic growth or redistribution. And unfortunately, Mr. Biden really believes the most important thing the federal government can do is to foster a an economy of redistribution, not an economy of growth. And and it, it's just setting us up for a disaster. But you know, just think of where where are things today? We have the worst housing market in decades in terms of the affordability of buying a home, and that's the Harvard Joint Center for Housing Studies came up with that. Real wages across the board, no matter who you are, top or bottom, your real wages are falling, and the reason for that is inflation. Mm -hmm. And in spite of all these increases in interest rates, inflation remains stubbornly high. And, of course, Mr. Biden and all the spending that was done uh, late in the pandemic when it was not needed, that was what fueled a lot of this particular inflation. And one thing that, that Mr. Biden, he, he keeps saying is that I have a better economy than anybody. It's the best economy ever. When you look at unemployment, it matches what Mr. Trump did in the, in, during his administration, which was the best unemployment rate in 50 years. So is he right that unemployment is under control at the moment? The answer is yes. And are jobs growing well? You know, I looked at, I compared uh, let's take it up to the point where the economy recovered all the lost jobs from the pandemic. And that's where we'll start. And Mr. Biden has had a pretty good run. The number of jobs created under Biden uh, in a period of time since we, we got rid of the pandemic problem is not too bad. But when you look at it in terms of economic growth, um, the amount of growth under, uh, under Mr. Uh, Trump was more than twice as much growth in gross domestic product than under Biden. 
So uh, the, the job market continues to, to amaze economists across the board that unemployment is as low as it is and that the number of jobs being created is as high as it is given what the Fed has been doing. But in Mike, terms of people, uh, 60%, one last thing, 60% of Americans believe we're in recession. And that is because they look at their paycheck, they go to the grocery store, and they can't afford as much as they could before. Until that inflation is under control, there's going to be a lot of negative feelings in the economy. Mike, you said earlier in the pro- program that uh, you know, you, you're, you're not a fan of Donald Trump in this presidential cycle. Who amongst the 13 mm-hmm. Republicans that are vying for the nomination who do you think has the best economic skills or skill sets uh, to carry on at least maybe some of the skill some of the skills that Donald Trump uh, brought to the table economically? Um, who's out there? Well, I, I, who, I'm, who I'm disappointed compete, that there's, not, the, there's with him. not more. There's not more talk about the economy. I, I wish they would say something about do they support the Fed's actions or, or do they wish the Fed would back off? Or, uh, what would they do with tax policies? What would they do in terms of uh, encouraging entrepreneurship? Will they go with regulation that only meets, that only in, imposed if you have a cost-benefit analysis that makes sense? The one man who has talked about it, in my mind, is Vivek. He is one who, and this is where a businessman is, is where he, he, he actually, you can, so I think it was a, a couple of us are old enough to remember. I think it was uh, in the 1970s, the guy, the president, and, and, and he, he lost big time. And then he went and bought a bed and breakfast in New Hampshire after was, he retired. He, but, George McGovern bought a bed and breakfast McGovern. in right. Connecticut. Yeah. Right. And he drove it into the ground and he says, oh my gosh, I wish I had had the experience of a businessman before or while I was in Congress. I could have learned, I could have done so much more good. And, and not that businessmen make always a best president, but I think Vivek is the only one who's talking about it. And I'm pleased to see that somebody is talking about regulation and about taxes, that they should be sensible and, and that smaller government is a good thing in America first. And, and although Vivek goes quite, uh, uh, you know, he's pretty extreme when it comes to China. He'd love to stop all trade with China. I don't mm-hmm. know if we can do that. Uh, but uh, it's just a, I, I will say this. I've, on the border. I, I've been to India four times since Thanksgiving, and I can tell you India is a much better place to be uh, now than it, than it was even before COVID. Uh, mm-hmm. India is just red hot. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm not saying that we should do in, in what way? Well, it's got a growth rate. I think it's knocking on 7 or 8% this year, GDP. Mm-hmm. And um, there's activity in all sectors. And um, I think you've got you and and it's it's uh, it is. Isn't um, there poverty significant, though? They have an English speaking middle class that is larger than the population of the United States of America. OK, yeah. so right. do they have a lot of poverty? Yeah, but they so yeah. does China. But the fact yeah. is, I, I put my money on India to overcome poverty a lot faster than China because it's a lot yeah, more. China has never China has not gone through this to freedom. Uh, India is a free country, so to speak. Yeah. China is not. And until until they become free, they can't grow the way they need to grow. Which they are not going to do. That's Which they're never, not going to do because the demography do is destiny. Right. Anyway. Yes. Thank you for having destiny. me on. Absolutely. Oh.
Bruce. You know what I'm I'm thinking <laughs> as I summarize this program as everybody was offering their comments. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy has gotten a good boost here. He has. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm going to have to uh, send man, his team. His, his name is yeah. His Vivek. name is uh, Vivek. He is Vivek. 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 Just remember one thing. Vivek rhymes, rhymes with, with cake. cake. If you cake. learn nothing more about the program, Vivek and nothing rhymes with, rhymes with Ramaswamy. Yeah, yeah right. and, and, and <laughs> we're, we're, work on what rhymes with Ramaswamy and see if it comes is off. A swami. The, <laughs> just that remember, is actually true. Right? Remember the name, uh, Mike Miller. Thank you very much for joining us, Judy Sherwin. Thank you very much, uh, Stephanie Trussell. Thank you very much, Chris Roebling. Thank you very much. And, of course, uh, Fritz Coleman, our producer, a longtime producer, who uh, joins and gets this show on and off the air on time. I'm Bruce Dumont. Have a wonderful Fourth of July coming up. I'm Bruce Dumont. Good night from Chicago. Going back to school as a working adult doesn't mean you have to sacrifice a high-quality education. Purdue University, a top 10 public university, took its innovative thinking to a new level when it created Purdue University Global for working adults. Discover innovative, practical ways to earn your degree online and advance your career. Purdue Global has already awarded more than 1 million credits for prior learning, which means you can save nearly half the cost of your bachelor's. See how close you are to finishing your degree at purdueglobal.edu. That's purdueglobal.edu. Uh, goodbye, bench press. Adios, squat rack. Fare thee well, kettlebell. Hey, Kellen, need a spot? No, Jake from State Farm. I'm just saying goodbye to my pricey gym membership. What? Don't give up what you love. State Farm has options like insuring your home and ride with great rates on both. Nice. Hey, can I buy you a protein shake or a granola bar? Or... For surprisingly great rates, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com for a quote today. The possibility of lung cancer can be pretty scary, especially if you're one of approximately 8 million current or former smokers at high risk. That's why SaveByTheScan.org wants you to know that now there's a breakthrough low-dose CT scan that can detect lung cancer early, and it only takes 60 seconds. You stop smoking, now start screening. For an easy quiz to see if you're eligible, visit SaveByTheScan.org. It could save your life. SaveByTheScan.org is brought to you by the American Lung Association's Lung Force Initiative and the Ad Council. At Jersey Mike's, you can elevate any sub by getting the juice. Red wine vinegar and an olive oil blend. It's how a Jersey Mike's sub gets its exquisite zing and how bites get boosted. The juice adds a certain something extra, an exclamation on top of the freshly sliced meats and toppings, the kind of exclamation you can eat. Order Jersey Mike's subs on our mobile app and get delivery right to your home or pick up from your nearest Jersey Mike's sub location. Jersey Mike's, be a sub above. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? <laughs> it's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council.